The first circus elephant in America didn't start with Barnum and Bailey. It was more than a generation earlier, and it ended in bloodshed, not once, but twice. The saga began in the early 1800s with a man who came from the town of Somers, New York. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm out there in search of little-known stories and histories on the road from New York to Boston. There's a statue of an elephant on a 30-foot pole in the town green of Somers, a small town in Westchester County. Most people have a fallen war hero. We have the elephant. That elephant was America's first famous elephant. Her owner was Somers native Hakaliah Bailey. He'd later become a mentor of P.T. Barnum, and he was a great uncle of James Bailey. So in a way, this guy was the granddaddy of the American circus. Town historian Doris Jane Smith walks me around the town hall. The building has big white letters on the front that say Elephant Hotel. And this was originally a hotel, just not for elephants. You want to go into the circus room? The top floor is a museum dedicated to the history of the circus. There's a stuffed tiger and a manacle that once held down an elephant. And it has the one existing picture of Hakaliah Bailey. He doesn't have the mischievous grin of, say, P.T. Barnum. Hakaliah was not a very pleasant-looking man, but Hakaliah had a lot of perseverance and a lot of Barnum in him because he knew how to make money, sometimes in a way that people thought was a little strange. Like the time he realized there was a lot of traffic going by his house on Somers Main Street. So he put up a toll booth, but he didn't tell anybody till the sun came up and everybody realized that in order to go down past Hakaliah's house, you had to pay a toll. Hakaliah and his buddies went to New York City to try to make a buck. Their million-dollar idea came to them in 1808 as they hung around Manhattan's South Street seaport. They went to a tavern down there, and they would sit and listen to the ship captains who were bringing in odd and unusual animals that people of wealth wanted to have. They decided that they would purchase an elephant. They weren't 100% sure what an elephant looked like, but they pulled together their money and they bought one. Hakaliah named her Old Betts. His original idea was to use her as a plow animal. After they take it off the boat and start walking it, they realize that most people had never seen an elephant. So they start to charge a small amount of money. People would then start to line up. And by the time he made it back to Somers, the three of them agreed this, was, this animal was not going to plow ground. Hakaliah set up a menagerie. That's a kind of traveling zoo, and it was the precursor to the circus. He paraded his menagerie up and down the East Coast. He got other animals like zebras, tigers, and parrots, but Old Bet was the star. She inspired posters, paintings, and even children's books. See. There was a fresh excitement before each show when Mr. Bailey stepped forward. Ladies and gentlemen, he would boom out, your attention please. Doris Jane Smith reads from a children's book called Old Bet in the museum's collection. Bet had a tent all to herself. It cost the customers an extra 15 cents to see her, and they all paid it. Business is twice as good since we have Old Bet, Mr. Bailey said happily, stacking up piles of nickels, dimes, and quarters. <laughs> Hakaliah and his crew traveled at night to keep a low profile. They would roll into a new town and set up their tents. Then they'd wait for amazed locals to show up. Then one Sunday afternoon in Alfred, Maine, 
A local farmer got angry at Old Bet. No one's exactly sure why. Doris Jane Smith says the man might have felt like Hakaliah was swindling money from other poor local farmers. Or was it the fact that the Blue Laws on a Sunday said there should be no entertainment and here comes into town this elephant? The farmer came out of the woods and he shot Old Bet right in front of Hakaliah. The showman watched his livelihood die before his eyes. Smith says from what she's read of Hakaliah's letters, she suspects he came to love old Bet. I always felt he was going to, after the elephant started to get old or crotchety or not able to perform, whatever he was going to do, I always felt he would keep it on the farm until it died, naturally. Then to have that taken away when he was so close to it. Really, it is a loss, a terrible loss, and I try to empathize, but I've never owned an elephant. You might think the story ends here, but a guy like Hakaliah Bailey doesn't give up that easily. So he bought another elephant, and he named her Little Bet. And to find her story, I left Somers and traveled to Chipachet, Rhode Island. That's where I met town historian Edna Kent. She told me that in the spring of 1826, Little Bet and the rest of the menagerie got to Chipachet in the middle of the night and set up camp in a field next to an apple orchard. Well, what's an elephant to do? In May, the apple blossoms are out. It's night. She senses that there's some sweetness there and the trees are beginning to bloom and put out leaf and she's hungry. She took down some branches. She probably took down a lot of branches. And those branches would have been someone's next winter's food supply. The owner of the orchard swore to get revenge on Little Bet. He hired some local ruffians to assassinate the elephant. Edna Kent says Little Bet's last performance was on a beautiful day. The whole town turned out. Then the trainers packed up for their nightly journey. The ruffians hid in a barn with a rifle and waited for Little Bet to cross Chipachet's main bridge. Now the moon was full, it was quite bright. The man with the rifle was a good shot. He was able to get a bead on that animal as she came through shot her through the eye and killed her right there on the bridge. Hakaliah and other promoters decided that was enough. They sat down to figure out a way to keep their elephants from getting shot. It took a while for people to realize that they couldn't go out with small shows, just two or three people, a couple of horseback riders and, and an exotic animal and the trainer and be safe. It wasn't safe. They decided to travel in larger groups with multiple wagons and sometimes even by train. Those groups became the American circus we know today. Little Bet's story became part of the history of the village of Chipachet. In 1976, the village memorialized the bridge where she died. They even brought in an elephant for the ceremony. Edna Kent says some people were worried. Well, they were afraid that it was going to happen again. Some nut was going to kill, kill another elephant. You know, that's the way they thought. In 1976? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Memory has long roots. Circus elephants have a long history of abuse. Animal rights groups criticized Barnum and Bailey for decades over mistreatment and cramped quarters. Barnum and Bailey showcased their last elephant in 2016. A year later, the greatest show on earth closed up shop for good. 
This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm out there looking for little-known stories from New York to Boston.